So, um, first of all, uh, I call you to join me and um, first of all, by closing your eyes and just taking some time to connect with your breath. And we're just going to do three breaths, inhaling through the nose and just slowly exhaling out the mouth. Relaxing your jaw, relaxing your shoulders, breathing in and exhaling. And with this last breath, just releasing all the tension from the day, any tension, breathing in and exhaling. And I just want you to take a moment with your eyes closed and just ask yourself how many times a day give yourself permission just to stop, connect with your breath, connect with your internal environment. Just taking a moment to slow everything down, creating space so we can see the path ahead. Just giving gratitude for the breath, for being able to breathe in life deep down into the very core of who we are. Just take one last inhale and exhale. Just release it. Now slowly just open your eyes and come back to the room. Now, the reason that I wanted to start with them slow breathing exercises is because along my journey, I started to recognize and realize that we're living in such a fast paced society. And within myself, I started to realize how many times a day did I actually stop, pause, and give myself a moment to gain clarity, space, and awareness. Now, I just want you guys to put in the chat, number one, if you've done something like this before, or number two, if you've never connected with your breath in that way. Okay, we've got some ones, we've got some ones, amazing. And we've got some twos as well. Okay, so I want to first of all introduce myself. Um, my name is Kieran. Um, I'm 32 years young. Uh, I grew up in the suburbs of West London and I am a qualified yoga teacher. I'm qualified in level two Reiki and I'm also a breathwork coach. Now, my journey has been a long one and I'm just going to quickly screen share. So this is a little bit about me. Uh, I've also got a platform known as The Journey Inward, which I created. Now, the reason I called my platform The Journey Inward is because I believe it's the journey we all must take. Um, so long in my life, I looked outside of myself for happiness, for answers, um, and everything was quite temporary. Um, I gained happiness for short amounts of time, but I never had that consistent peace within, that true peace within my heart. Um, until I started to connect with energy work and started to work on myself. Now, here's a picture of me around six years ago. As you can see, I look very different. Um, this was me. I love him. I'm grateful for him. Everything I learned from him. Um, that was all part of my journey. And I believe that all of us go through transformation on our journeys. Um, good and bad. There is no really good and bad, but it just is what it is. And we can use everything as a lesson, a lesson that we use as stepping stones of wisdom moving forward along our journey. So as you can see, um, I would say that I was under a lot of conditioning at the time. I see the world differently. I viewed myself differently. And in a sense, I was just searching for eternal happiness, eternal peace. I was looking for it in the wrong places. 
this, um, and then I started my transformation journey. And my journey actually led me to India. And here you can see I'm looking very different. Um, I gave my permission, myself permission to heal. And I started to connect with the ancient teachings of yoga. Uh, the reason I traveled to India is because I'm somebody who has always wanted to go and learn in a traditional way. It was important for me to travel. It was important for me to go and connect with the yogis, go and connect with the swamis, and go and learn in the most authentic way I could. It had to change. Got to a point in my life where, where I wasn't in alignment with myself, I wasn't happy anymore. I started to feel down, I started to feel depressed. But something inside of me shifted. Something like a fire inside of me started to remember. I started to see myself differently. I started to become more aware, more conscious. And my awakening was quite fast. I decided to travel to India and uh, I'm very grateful. I trained in a traditional ashram in the outskirts of Rishikesh, which is the birthplace of yoga. And I was up at five o'clock in the morning. Here, this picture on the left where you see me meditating. We used to get there at 5 a.m. We would do chanting. We would do energy work, breath work, pranayama. We would also do yoga, stretching out the body, opening up the channels in the body so that energy can flow through us and allows us to heal in a good way. See, blockages get stuck. And sometimes we don't know that our traumas are blocking us at a subconscious level. They get stored within the body, stored within the mind, stored within our emotions, and stored within our aura. So going to India, it gave me a different perspective on life. It allowed me to understand myself in new ways. And like I said, I'm very grateful. I trained at the foot of the Himalayas and, you know, the work wasn't always easy. And I think we can all understand that, that this work isn't always smiles and rainbows. It's deep inner work, which is needed. But we always face it with love and courage. And that's what I started to learn. I then started to learn about energy and I started to learn about the chakras, pranayama and how our bodies are made up of light and energy. So I started to delve a little bit deeper. Now, this was a completely new concept to me. Um, and anybody in the, in the chat just put one if they've heard about chakras before or two if they haven't heard about chakras. I'd just be interested to see if it's something you're all aware of. Amazing. Okay, so these are our energy centers. These are our power centers. These are where traumas can be stored, but also where all the magic can happen. And as you can see from the diagram in front of you, we've got the root chakra, which is connected to trust, sacral, which is sexuality, creativity, sensuality. We have the solar plexus, which is wisdom and power a fire element giving us the willpower to pursue our goals. We have the heart chakra, which for me is the, is the center of all energy. This is where the upward current and the downward currents meet at the heart chakra, where physical and the spiritual connect. We then have the throat chakra, which is about communication, the third eye, which is awareness, and we have the crown chakra, which connects us to all life. So the word chakra originates from the Vedic texts, which go back about 6,000 years ago, and it translates to the word will. Or spinning vortex is something which I see it as. Now, a lot of people see the chakras as circles, but they're actually shaped like cones, and they run from the front of us to the back of us. Um, and, and yeah, the chakras were created in the Vedas. Now, these are ancient, ancient texts, and the yogis used to sit there in silence way before we had spoken language. And the reason that they would sit inside is they would start to feel the energy pathways of the universe. And they would sit for prolonged amounts of times just feeling into their bodies. Now, this is something which I'm encouraging now with people that I connect with, and I would encourage all of you to do, is just taking time to connect with the silence, with the stillness, and just feeling life flowing through us. 
Our chakras are, yes, yeah, so our chakras are our energy centers. And the thing about the chakras is they can be either be open or they can be closed. Now, for example, if you've got somebody who has a closed third chakra or a closed solar plexus, there may be childhood trauma, there may be some impressions from the past. And what this may do is it may close the chakra up, which means that person may have no confidence, no willpower, no drive to pursue things in life. Whereas somebody who is too open may be highly confrontational and may go the other way. And this is why I always bring it back to balance. This is why I always bring my energy work back to how can I balance myself in all of the chakras and in all areas of my life? Now, it's something that we gain over time. It's not something that we can get in five minutes. Although the mind, which we know likes to get instant gratification, we have to always go to our hearts, go to our spirit and say, okay, this is going to take time. This is going to take us deep in a work and it's universal timing. You know, the universe has a plan for us. We have a plan, but the universe has a plan for us. And it's just living in harmony and balance with that, so that we can become our greatest versions. Now, this diagram here probably looks like a big mess um, to some of you. I know it looks quite crazy, um, but what this is, these are our Nadi channels. So this is where we start to dive a little bit deeper than just the chakras. Everybody's quite aware of the chakras, but are you aware of the Nadi systems? Now, these systems are what I call rivers of energy, and they're so powerful, okay? We are beings of light. This is what we need to remember. We are way more than just the physical, than just flesh and bones. We are energy. So these channels, there's 72,000 energy channels that run through the body. And these channels will always be, can be activated by doing breath work or pranayama or yoga or different types of energy work that we find across the globe in different philosophies. Now, we have a lot of channels, uh, a lot of channels in our feet and a lot of chakras in our feet as well. So that's why I've written here, it's good to ground on the earth and connect to the earth energy. Now, when I work with energy, I either pull energy in through my crown or I pull energy up through my feet. And the them two energies are the most powerful energies that we can work with. Working with Mother Earth, Pachamama, understanding her, connecting with her, taking time to go outside, put our feet onto the earth and just see what we feel. See, our bodies are like magnets to the earth. They're magnets for energy. And unfortunately in the West, our Spiritual roots have been severed a little bit, but we're remembering now. In this great time of change, in this great time of transition, we're starting to remember all of the magic which we once used on a daily basis. So these are the same energy channels that are used in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And it's the same energy channels that I use when I do Reiki healings as well. Now, these energy channels need activating. They need opening. They need stimulating. And what I'm coming on to, what I'm leading into is pranayama and breath work. Now for me, breath work changed my life. I remember before when I first stumbled upon it, um, it was a, probably about seven years ago and I'd heard about Wim Hof. Um, I'm sure loads of you have heard about the Wim Hof breathing, which is super powerful, which is super amazing. And it interested me and it caught my attention. But then when I traveled to India, wow, they blew my mind. There is so many different breath works. We have breath works which can help us to create energy. We have breath works that can help to calm our nervous system. We have breath works that can cleanse our immune system. And we have strong, strong breath works which can clear trauma from the body. Now, when we look at healing, a lot of us look at our diets, a lot of us may look at um, being healthy, doing, um, going to the gym, doing sports, doing activities. But some of us ignore the breath. But yet the breath is the only thing that is with us from day one to the last day. And there's this big gap in between where some of us are just 
forgetting to bring our awareness to the breath. And see, we have something which is known as the sympathetic nervous system or the fight or flight system. And this system in its nature isn't bad. This system was actually created to get us out of danger. If something comes around the corner, it's this system which is gonna spark us into life and it's gonna get us out of the way. But it's this same system which is being activated by responding to emails, responding to bills, or being at work in busy environments. And see, if we stay in the sympathetic nervous system for too long, over a long period of time, There goes Siri, <laughs> which was unexpected. Um, but yeah, so if we're in this system for too long, what happens is we can start to create illness in the body. We start to shallow breathe. We start to breathe too quickly. And then we're up here breathing fast and shallow and this creates stress on our nervous system. So by slowing our breath down, we can put ourselves into the parasympathetic nervous system or the rest and digest. And this is where our power lies. Because instead of living in a state of reaction, we move into a state of observing and then responding. And I work normal jobs and I've got a family and I see people in society now who are always moving around in a stressed state. And I have such deep compassion for society that I always think to myself, knowing now what I know, how amazing and powerful the breath can be in healing all of us. And see, the breath is also connected to the mind. If our mind becomes disturbed, then so does our breathing. But we can reverse that process. And see, I heard about a monk and he went to a monastery and he see a nine-year-old boy who was taking all of the other young students into class. And he actually asked him, he said to him, he said, what are you teaching? And he said, we're teaching them about the breath. And he was confused. He thought, would they not be teaching them how to speak or teaching them maths or teaching them science? But they actually teach them about the breath. And he asked why. And he said, because the breath is with us throughout our entire life. If we become stressed, our breathing changes. If we become anxious, our breathing changes. If we become happy, our breathing changes. So see, by learning to control, learning to connect with the breath, we start to control and connect with our thoughts and emotions in an empowering way. See, when I start my day, the first thing I do is I get up, put my feet onto the earth, I give gratitude, and then I do breath work. I do a stimulating energy breath work to cleanse all the carbon dioxide out of my system. See, we get a lot of carbon dioxide build up when we're sleeping. And that's why we feel tired, because the body is craving oxygen, and so is the mind. So on a physical level, we can start to heal our bodies, heal our systems, the nervous system, the endocrine system, the respiratory system, the immune system. But what it then allows us to do is after doing the fast breathing, we can slow everything down. And see what they taught me in India is the reason that our mind chatters is because it needs more oxygen. So by connecting to pranayama, by connecting to breath work, we can start to feed the brain with oxygen, feed the cells, everything wakes up. And then we can slow everything down. Seeing the path ahead, becoming clear with our connection with the divine, with our message. So we can start to create the lives in which we want. See, if we're not clear, if our message isn't clear, then we can't receive what it is we truly desire. Because the universe is confused. God, the creator, is confused. But if we're clear, the message is clear, then we receive what it is we're looking for. But we have to create that space. 
so that the higher intelligence can work through us. And by using pranayama and by using breath work on a day-to-day -day basis, we can take ourselves out of that craziness, come to our center, come to our balance, and start to connect to the divine light that lies within all of us. So I'm gonna break the word down. So we've got pranayama. It's a Sanskrit name. You can see it. Oh, back. So pranayama is a, is a Sanskrit name. The word prana means universal life force energy. Yama means to control, but ayama means to extend or elongate. So in a sense, we're bringing prana, energy into the body through the breath, by controlling the breath, to extend and elongate our lives. And see, by doing this on a daily basis, we can then actually learn more about ourselves. We can go into deeper understanding, connecting to something that is greater than us, but that is us. Tapping in to the universal energy that's around us. And then we can give these seeds of wisdom to the people that we care about as offerings, as suggestions, by leading with action, by allowing people to see the change in us. See, there's so many people we care about, friends, family, and a lot of people are suffering with mental health, are suffering with their emotions, they don't know how to balance themselves. And by doing breath work, we can help so many people within the West and beyond by allowing people to actually find a way to feel okay. Okay, what am I feeling? <sighs> okay, that's how I feel, it's all good. But first of all, we just have to take that time centering ourselves. Now, I wanna talk about the difference between strong breathing and subtle breathing. Now, there's some amazing breath works that I know that are powerful, that we can start to release DMT or dialmethyltryptamine from our third eyes. We can start to bring the energy up from the base of our spine up through the chakras, going around the chakras, stimulating them, opening them, awakening them. But we have to build gradually up to that. There has to be a respect with these things because these are so ancient and they're so powerful and they need to be guarded and respected. See, there's breath works we can do to help us with stomach issues. Kapalbhati, where we pump the stomach out of our noses. We can start to massage the internal organs. We can start to shift impressions around our, th around our third chakra, our solar plexus where we hold so much impressions from this life, impressions from past lives, impressions from our lineage, from our parents. So by using the breath, we can go inside with the prana, with the energy, and start to shift these things and bring them up in a beautiful way, in a gradual way. Like our journey has to be gradual, step by step by step. Now we also have subtle breath works softer breath works and this allows us and takes us into what i believe is the true purpose of pranayama the true purpose of breath work which is to put us into more of a meditation allowing us to go deeper allowing us to connect to life and realizing that we're infinite and we have no boundaries and that we came here to be abundant in all areas of our life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, all of it, that's our birthright. And by using these tools and techniques on a day-to-day -day basis, we start to create that life. Because there's a lot of distraction out there that's trying to pull us, that tries to pull us off our path, but we have to be here, we have to be centered in our light. And by having our daily routines, waking up with gratitude, doing breath work, starting our day off journaling, all of these beautiful tools that I'm sure Liz has shown you before, 
all of these powerful tools in which we can start to observe ourselves with love and start to remove the layers like an onion until we get to the core of who it is we are. And see, do we even know who we are deep down? Because as we start to develop, as we start to grow, as we start to mature in this journey, we start to find out new things about ourselves constantly. I play flutes now, I play Tibetan bowls. I would never have imagined I did that. I was in clubs, pubs, living a crazy life, you know? And like I said, I, I honor that part of my life. But I'm excited, I'm just getting started and all of you are just getting started too. This is the beginning for us, for humanity. This time was spoken about by all of the philosophies. The Native Americans spoke about Eagle and Condor prophecy. The time of great change, when all of us were gonna be born and all of us were gonna to start to remember our magic and our connection to each other and our connection to life. In yoga, they talk about it, how we're moving into a new age now. And we have to align ourselves with that. See, we grow naturally, but by doing these, these practices, we just come to our center so that we can connect with the higher intelligence in such a beautiful way. Now, like I said earlier, I think it's important for us to give these seeds out. And it's also important for me, for the next generation. That's who this is for. And the work that we do now is the work that we can share with our children or our friends' children or younger people around our area. And I've been really lucky that I've started to connect with some brothers and sisters from my area who are looking for change, but they're just scared or they don't know where to turn. And by offering some of these tools, what we actually do is we hold the door open for people. We say, you have to step through, but come here. There's some beautiful things happening. And we lead by example, we lead by action. So there's a breath work, which is known as Badamari Planayama or Hummingbee breath. Now, how many of you would be interested in sitting with your children and taking time to connect with them in this way? Being able to do breath work. If you could just give me a one in the chat, I'd be really grateful. Amazing. Now, I would have loved to have known this when I was young. I would have loved to have known how to regulate my emotions. I was getting pulled from here, there. I was angry, I was sad, I was happy. I was up, down. And that was my path. But I do believe now we're in a time where these ancient techniques, these ancient tools are finding their way back to us. So that when the younger generation do feel something coming up, we can just say to them, that's fine. That's life working through you. But just take a breath, see how you feel and allowing them to connect to the internal environment. And see humming bee breath is really fun as well because we can start to turn these things into a fun connection with children. We don't want it to be serious. Spirituality isn't supposed to be serious. It's supposed to be sincere. Serious is the mind, sincere is the heart. And that's where we're trying to operate from is our heart space. So we can start to make this fun with them. And humming bee breath is such a beautiful way where we can connect with the children, making it fun, talking about the bee, talking about humming. This then has benefits. It connects them to nature, to vibration. This is such a powerful breath work to listening inside of themselves. So I want to do this breath work with you guys, um, if you join me. So what I'd like you to do is just to take your thumbs and you're going to place them just on the outside of your earlobes. Don't do it yet, or you won't be able to hear me. <laughs> so you're going to put it on the outside of your earlobes. And what you're going to do is you're just going to take a deep inhalation through the nose and then you're just going to hum from the back of the throat. And I just want you to connect to that internal environment. Remember if you did this as a kid, 
because I actually remember doing this when I was young. So thumbs on the earlobes, taking a deep inhalation and just hum. Mm. <laughs> so that is Brahmari Pranayama. Now, what that does, that shuts off our senses. It shuts off our eyes, our ears, and we start to nurture the internal environment. We start to connect with vibration. We start to connect with sound. And see, sound was the first thing before anything. Vibration is the first law. See, this breath work is so powerful to use before bed. And just continue to do it. We've done it very shortly there. But as we continue to do it and do it and do it, we start to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the awareness. And it's so beautiful that we can start to share these breath works with the children, with friends, with people who may have a scattered mind. But Amari Pranayama is so powerful for people who overthink. Just allowing them to shut off. Just to start humming. And see, this is a center point for us that takes us out of the mind. It drops us out of the mind. We don't think about anything else. We're just breathing in. And we're just humming. And see, it's in the simplicity that the magic takes place. Because the mind is always looking for the big finale. The ego is always looking for the big acts, the big movements, but it's in the subtleness, in the simplicity that the complexity comes. It's a beautiful paradox and doing these breath works, going inside, connecting with ourselves is a beautiful way to heal. Now, there's so many other breathworks I'd love to share with you. I'd have you here for hours if I could, I promise you. <laughs> I would love to sit and show you some really powerful breathworks. There's breathworks for older people. There's breathworks to help us with uh, respiratory issues. There's breathworks that can cool us down, breathworks that can stimulate us. And just starting off, just starting to have a deeper connection and a deeper understanding or an awareness to it is a start. And I really feel that if we can start connecting more to the breath and bringing prana, universal, universal life force energy, or chi as they call it in China, or ki as they call it in Japan, we can bring this energy into our bodies via the breath. See, we're not just breathing in oxygen. We're breathing in life. It connects us to life. And like I said earlier, imagine the chakras are like windmills. And as we start to bring energy in, they start to flow and spin the windmills. And this is what pranayama can do for us. We're working with prana. We're working with an ancient system that connects the breath, the mind, and energy. Now, I wanted to also touch on cleansing the aura. See, I've also been lucky to train with a shaman who comes from deep in the Amazon. He's from the Kichwa lineage. And I've worked with plant medicines, not plant medicines you'd imagine. I've worked with tobacco. Um, or may, you may have heard of this, sorry. But I've worked with tobacco. I've worked with chili, ginger. I've worked with all different types of plants in really spiritual ways. And connecting this with India, connecting this with the Japanese lineage, which I've trained in with Reiki, it's all the same. It's all about love. It's all about keeping our aura cleansed, keeping our aura strong. 
and see as we start to formulate gaps and holes in our aura, these can manifest into the physical body because everything starts from energy first. Everything starts with vibration and energy and it moves into matter, moves into the physical. Now, different ways in which we can cleanse our aura. Well, pranayama is one of them. By bringing prana into the body, we naturally have a stronger resonance. We project waves out into the universe. We start to come alive. Our aura expands. Another way that we can cleanse our aura is by using things like this, which is known as palasanto. Now, this is a really beautiful ancient plant. And it was important for me today to talk about it because Pachamama, Mother Earth, she has so many gifts for us. And see, we have a common destiny with the plants. What we breathe in, they breathe out. What we breathe out, they breathe in. But they also have, she also has so much medicine for us, so many healing tools. And one of them is Palasanto. Now, it's really important when we work with these plants that we understand that they're spirit. It's not just wood, it's alive. It has an essence, it has a spirit that we can connect to. And what we can do is we can light this to cleanse our aura and to cleanse our home. Now, what I do is I always have windows open and I just tell anything that I don't want to leave. Any dense energies, any entities, anything that I don't want, I tell them to leave out the window. And I always smudge the corners, always focus on the corners of the house. But see, we can also use this for our prayers, for our manifestations. We can also use this to connect with the divine by sending messages. So I use Palo Santo. And it's important that when we purchase things like this, that we always know where they've come from, that they are coming from a good source, that they're being regrown and that the earth is being, that we are in giving and receiving with the earth. We're not just taking. We can also use sage and some other tools as well, but I often work with Palo Santo if you're interested. Another way that we can cleanse our aura is aura sprays. I tend to work with rose a lot. Um, I don't know why rose came to me this year. I just accepted the invitation. I was like, Beautiful plant, beautiful essence, really good for the heart chakra. So beautiful, such a feminine essence. And um, I said to Liz the other day that this year for me, I'm trying to step more into my feminine aspect. I want to learn from more women. Um, I want to start to embrace that aspect of myself because we are both masculine and feminine. We are both X and Y. And it's important that we start to balance them energies out or start to become aware of them. Are we more masculine in our traits? Are we more feminine? And whatever we are, that's fine. It's all good because we have choice and we can start to work on them in a loving way. So I start, I've been working with rose and I tend to use rose sprays around me. I also drink cacao medicine and I infuse it with rose. Out of interest, have any of you ever worked with cacao? Uh, I'm interested to see if anybody's ever worked with cacao in that way in a ceremonial way. Just put one in the chat for me if you have, or two if you haven't. Okay. So it's mixed. Okay, so Cacao is very ancient as well. She is so powerful. She's such a healer. She's very feminine. She's very heart opening and See, a lot of us can hold traumas in our hearts and also in our wounds, uh, especially for women. They, they can't hold it into their heart. They will take the trauma down into their wounds. Now, now is a great way to release, to connect, to go in and just allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to heal and allow yourself to love. So I've given you a few names there. Um, always do your research. Always see if it resonates with you. Don't ever take everything that people say, which I'm sure you're aware of. Always feel into things. Never rush them. Just say, is this something that resonates with my heart? Yes, I'm going to work with it. No, for another time. 
So I feel like I've covered as much as I wanted to today. Um, honestly, thank you so much for listening to me. Um, I just want to close by saying that this is a continuous journey and together we can rise. We are here to create magic. All of us are here now, not by accident, nothing's random. All of you beautiful people are connecting with me and I'm connecting with you for a purpose. And um, I'm wishing all of you so much strength, love and wisdom moving forward in your journeys. And I just want to say thank you to Liz for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was incredible. I've just been sitting here like that the whole life. <laughs> Has anybody got any questions that they would like to ask? You can ask in the chat or just take your mic off. Anybody got any questions? Any questions about pranayama or any questions about breathworks? Anything you want to ask me, please feel free to ask. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Helen. Hi, Helen. How are you doing? You okay. Um, yeah, I, absolutely love that. Um, loved it. Loved every bit of it. The especially the breath work for, that you can introduce to children. Um, that is something is that's very common for me at the moment. Trying to in introduce that to do with my daughter at times when she needs it. My daughter's autistic as well. Um, so any other names of any other breath work that, that are quite simple, probably to do for myself as well, because you said about that one was good for overthinking. So I thought I need a bit of that as well. But just some, sometimes think I get a little bit, um, what's the word? Not overwhelmed by the thought of breath work, but I know I avoid it. I know how amazing it is. Um, so I've even done like the, you know the belly breathing and in yoga and things like that, and I do, I do absolutely love the breath work, but I am aware that I, I think I do avoid it a little bit as well. So some simple other simple breath works that you can point me in the direction of would be amazing. Is there anything that comes to you when you feel that resistance? Is there anything that a reason why have you have you found any reason in why you may be feeling that resistance? Um, probably because I'm so emotional yeah. <laughs> and it would it would bring loads up that sort of um, or I think I've got too much to do so if I'm if I'm picking out of just one sec sweetie if I'm picking out of breath work or meditation or journaling I'm not making time for it all and the breath work would probably be the first thing to first thing to go yeah if I'm honest yeah no, yeah, thanks for being honest and thank you for sharing this. Um, so in terms of the breath work, what I use the breath work for is to lead me into meditation. And we can overthink these things a lot, even overthinking about doing the breath work, you see, or overthinking about which, which order we want to do it in. But by just breathing, first and foremost, what we actually do is we start to clear the system. And there's so much science behind it. See, the neurochannels in the brain start to fire and they start to wire together. And this is when we start to create the magic because the breath starts to oxygenate the body, starts to oxygenate the cells. It's connected to all of the cells. We breathe 21,000 times a day. So many times in a day. But how many times a day are we consciously doing that? So if I could give you advice from my heart, keep it simple by just doing some simple inhalations through the nose and exhalations out the mouth. Now, you can put ratios on this. You could do, what I would say to do is, I would start by doing a four second inhalation through the nose, a four second hold, but then do a six second exhalation out the mouth. But start to play with them time. Kieran, have you got an example of one you've made? Sorry to interrupt you then. I just thought, haven't you made one of those on Instagram? Yeah, so on my on my page, yeah, I tend to Yeah, so on my on my Instagram page, I've got short reels explaining different breath works you can do. See, with the emotional side of it, what I wanted to touch on with the emotional side of it. Let me go back to the ratio. So basically. The reason also that we breathe through the nose and it's something I want to tell you guys about, which is that it produces something called nitric oxide and it's a dilator. And this opens our lungs up, opens up the alveoli in our lungs. And it's antiviral, antibacterial, 
and it's so needed in these times for our health. So breathing through the nose is so important. And see, when I say to do ratios, what it's actually doing is it's encouraging you to do the breathing. It's encouraging you to take that time. And what I'd say is just set five minutes in the morning. Just say, right, for this five minutes, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just going to connect to my breathing. And I'm just going to do it in a loving way with a smile on my face. I'm not going to make it serious. I'm just going to breathe into the day. Okay, I've just come out of the dream world. I've just come out of sleep. Let me just breathe, oxygenate my body. Because on a physical level, we, like I said to you about the Nadi systems, we start to open up all the channels. So first of all, on a physical level, we start to open up the channel. But then on a subtle level, on a mental level, we start to become aware. Because what you'll realize is you'll be like, okay, right, I've got this, 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 this I've got to do today. And I get it. We all got responsibilities. It's the same with me. But instead of jumping into them, just taking time to just settle your systems, because honestly, these are scientific systems. And they're taking place whether you want to be aware of them or not. The fight or flight will kick in. You know, I know you've probably got a lot of responsibilities, Helen. So you're like, right, let me get up. I've got to get things done. Right. But if we can put ourselves into the parasympathetic nervous system first at the beginning of the day, wow, and consistently do it, just try it for seven days. Just every day for seven days, say, well, I'm going to get up and do, do, the, do the ratio of breathing. So in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just keep slowing it down, then extend it six seconds in play with the breath what does it feel like feel it coming into the lungs and don't just breathe in oxygen breathe in life breathe in life breathe it down to your feet down to your fingertips this is when we start to go deeper now and then finish by doing the humming breath humming bee breath for your daughter as well what i'd say is yeah make it playful the good thing about the humming bee breath is that it's got b the word b in it so it's like they can make that connection, that visual connection with, with nature. And you can, you know, and you can do it together, you know, like, mm, and do it, with, do it without the fingers in the ears. Just do the humming first. Then put the fingers in the ears. Ask them, did you feel any difference? Oh, I felt like it vibrated more when the fingers in the ear. Make them become curious. If, you know, if anybody's interested in, learning more see the reason that i don't jump straight in to the strong breath works which i will show which i love to share the reason i just first of all start by bringing everybody's awareness to the slower breath works is first of all we need to know how to use the right muscles like a lot of us are just using the clavicle so there's three stages to breathing let me bring this down so first of all we need to breathe with our stomach and the diaphragm needs to come out and in. So that's the first stage, is that we start to breathe into the stomach. Some of us aren't even using the right muscles to breathe. And this is why we get the emotions stuck here. Because it's too tight. Everything's stuck. And actually, by, doing, by learning to even breathe into the stomach, I've seen people who do have an emotional release. It's needed. They will just burst into tears and they'd be like, oh, I don't know why I'm doing that. And it's because they've had this energy stored here because they've never, they've never breathed deep beyond that. For us to feel deeply, we have to breathe deeply. And this is, this is where we start to do the magic. So the first stage is to breathe with the stomach, with the diaphragm muscles. Then we use the intercostal muscles. Like a frog, the rib cage goes out and in. So... Ribs go out, in. Ribs go out. And then we bring it even further up into the clavicle. So there's three stages. So when we even just sit still and practice full yogic breathing, which is three stages, we can have emotional releases, mental clarity. We can have physical pains leave the body. It's so powerful. Because everything's all blocked up and we're like this, shoulders are, shoulders are hunched forward, roll the shoulders back, open up to life, push your heart out. How many of us sit like this now? Like even feel yourself sitting, you know, roll the shoulders back, open up the chest, breathe in strong, breathe in life. So it's good to start understanding three-step breathing as well. Um, and 
I would love to offer that to you. If anybody's interested, if it's okay with Liz, if you want to connect, then please feel free to do that. You know, um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I can put it in the chat. I'm also, I have a website. Um, but, you know, if you're interested in taking this deeper, because it's not something that can just be shown to you right now, it's something that we can nurture over time. Yeah, I thank you so much. I found the video really helpful as well. Yeah, the videos are really, with me being visual, as you all know, I'm like, oh, it goes round. Oh, that's it. So I'm like watching the video. The videos are really, really helpful. Thank you so much. Um, if you would just stop your share screen. Um, Laurie, have we got some questions? I just um yeah, there was just um one more question in the chat for Karen. Oh, okay, perfect. Do you know where to find sustainable items? Yeah, um, so there's a website um which is called the shapibomarket.com. Um let me put it in the chat. Uh, they're also on Instagram. Market. Marketing. and that will be .com or there on Instagram um, but yeah I actually know the person who owns that website so I know firsthand that they grow the trees they work with the farmers in making sure that it's sustainably sourced which is so important and I know it's a little bit off topic but I wanted to quickly just touch on crystals as well it's the same with crystals see Mother Earth gives us so much and we take and we take. So sometimes it's even nice if you go and bury a crystal that might mean something to you with a prayer, with a message, because then we're actually giving back to her. Because in this life, it's about giving and receiving. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that as well. Thank you. Thank you. OK, Laurie, would you mind sharing? We're just going to ask a few questions upon what we've just covered. Okay, so as we all know, we can learn, 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 learn. And the reflection part is so important from actually just sitting back and asking ourselves, what did I learn there? What, what am I going to implement? How am I going to integrate this into my life? So question one, there's, I think there's just three questions. That's all there is. The first question that we're going to ask is, what feelings, thoughts or emotions does this workshop bring up for me or for you? So just ask yourself that question. If you've got your journal with you, just write it down. This is just, um, yeah, just a question for you to reflect on, on what we've just learned. Would anybody like to share? Anything before we move on to the next question? I'll share this. Oh, <laughs> I was just interested in uh, some breathwork here and because uh, when I first started my Reiki journey, I haven't done it for like two years. And I don't know whether you can identify with this. It was just part of my own healing. The universe starts just putting things in my path. And when I learned, it was very, very emotional. You know, uh, my tutor, he was just absolutely unbelievable. And he, he always said, Angie, it's always your intentions and pressure yourself. So when I sort of done it, I felt pressured into doing it. You know, this is what you've got to do. And Angie, this is for you. And I sort of completely pulled myself away from it. And um, I, I re you know, when you've got that gift, you have got to give back. And I feel like, um, you know, people are still asking and I'm sort of resisting. Um, I don't know whether it's because, I think it's fear, it's a little bit of everything kind of thing, because I do have a lot of trauma. Um, I know it's silly and it's in the heart chakra and I'm sort of working on that. Um, because, and I know the rest is leaving because of the ego, the control, that's all in the sacred and stuff like that. I had a lot of that at the beginning of my journey and that's slowly going. But I know it's the hard chakras that's blocked. 
because I'm letting go of a lot of blocks. And Ian, can you identify? Can you shed a little bit of light on that for me, please? Yeah, no, of course. Thank you for sharing. Um, so, for me personally, you know, resistance still comes up, um, and I think it's okay. You know, it's not okay in a way where we have to sit with it forever, but it's okay in a way where if that's how we're feeling, that's how we're feeling. And we shouldn't judge ourselves for that because you have connected with Reiki and I know how powerful that gift is and, you know, how beautiful it can be and how any of these gifts are. They, they you know, they're real work and we, we all of us want it and need it and can share it in a beautiful way. Um, in terms of pranayama breath work, I know some really beautiful breath works for the heart. Um, they're very releasing. Um, they need to be done continuously for a little while and we just start to open up and we start to sigh it out. It's actually like a sigh. So we take a deep breath in and we release. And we keep breathing into the heart space, keep releasing. And I've had, I've had some personal amazing experiences with it myself, you know, because I've held a lot in my heart. I got bullied when I was a child. Um, I went through a lot of trauma through my teenage years and my early 20s. And, you know, that led me to do a lot of stuff so I know I can empathize with with real life in it you know I've come from a real background all I'd say is just just keep creating that space for yourself because it's within the stillness that I believe we have the answers because we can go inside and we can start to just shut off the noise I and mean, the mind might be busy for a while searching but just sit and be patient and be and be good about it and just be like, okay, it's gonna come when it comes. Detach from the outcome, you know, because it's the search for the outcome that blocks us. It's in there. You've got everything you need, Andrea. You know, you're divine, you're special, you're powerful, and all of us are. And sometimes we just have a little bit of doubt that creeps in, and that's all it is, but it's not real. It's just formulated of the mind. And all we have to choose is non-identification. I don't identify with it. It's there, okay, cool. I'm feeling like I'm not enough. I know that's there, but it's not me. You know, I am I am the awareness. I am the pure consciousness. And just keep taking that time for yourself. And just even by you speaking, I feel like you're already working through it because you're already at that point where you're like, I can feel it, it's coming back. I want to just get into my body. It's all coming. And it's like, I'm getting all these, like, you know, even as much as it, we, we all talk about menopause and stuff. And I'd like to share this, Kieran, because um, I started getting all these symptoms and I couldn't identify with anyone, even older women to me. And I was going, you experiencing this? No, just the sweat, blah, blah, blah. But I was getting tinnitus. I had a total hip replacement. I couldn't breathe. My hair was falling out. I had acne and all these symptoms and the sweat. I was up three times a night. And it was so much going on in the body. I'd given everything up and then all this was happening. And I was like, wow, what's going on? So then that led me on another journey then mm -hmm. of researching about menopause and stuff and why this was happening and we've all we, we were talking about it Liz wasn't we and then I realised the people that I was asking are they experiencing these symptoms because I felt so lost and felt so alone when people were saying now I'm just got the sweats and I had all this and I realised it was trauma it was all just trauma so that and start looking into other things then. Yeah, and you know what? It's so important to breathe into that part of your body. You know, I've done a lot of work with amazing women and I've learned a lot about the womb, you know, like womb healing and, and, and women hold a lot of trauma within their stomach. Um, and so do men. Uh, it's a place for me, actually. My solar plexus is somewhere I hold a lot. I know that because of my eating habits and my willpower around food and, and, and I can identify and see it, you know. I'm still working through things myself, but it's so important just to put your hands on that area and send it love, breathe love into the body, breathe love into that area, send it love, because there's only two things in life, love and fear, and all fear wants to do is return to love. So 
all we need to do is just send love to that area. That's how we transmute it. It's just by connecting to it and accepting it and saying, okay, that's how I'm feeling. And I get the whole process of asking others because we do search for validation. You know, we do want others to understand it, but ultimately it's our individual journey. And although we share this planet with everybody as one, we are unique expressions of the divine. So it's, it, it's just about connecting to that area. And I've actually worked recently with a girl um, who's had problems in that area herself. And I just said, start connecting with it, start breathing into it, start loving it. And we've had amazing results. So, and, and, and intuitively you will know, this is just suggestions from me, but intuitively I kind of feel like you're already there. You're already working through it. So I just want to send my love and uh, my strength to, to that. Oh, thank you, Steve. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, we'll move on to our next question. Sophia's put a question in the chat um, for Kieran, if that's okay. Okay. Have you got access? Can you see there, Kieran? Uh, let's have a look. So we've got the chat. Sophia. Last, last comment. Yeah, I've got it. I haven't, no, I haven't directly worked with anybody with a physical disability, no, um, but I, it was, it's something that we'd obviously have to sit down and discuss and take a look at together as a, as a unit and find breath works that may suit you. Um, for me, I believe the breath's available to all of us um, and it's just finding the right ones. See, a lot of the stuff that's out there on the internet is and I say this with the utmost respect, but you have to speak truth in this life. It's all very glitz and glam, bells and whistles. It's do these strong breath works, but we need to nurture this. We need to nurture the body. We need to nurture these systems to start to work and grow. So I'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, you know, we can take a deeper dive into it. Um, and, you know, it's never off the table it's always open. We just would need to take a look at it and find something that would suit you. But in my heart, I believe there's something we can do. Brilliant. So Sophie, if you want to just drop Kieran a message and um, you can discuss further upon, um, explore what options are available. Thank you so much for sharing. So our next question is, what are your biggest takeaways from the workshop? So just really lean into this now from the past hour, what we've looked over, what really resonated with you, what part really lit up with you, what part do you remember the most? Because we've been through quite a lot, but whatever you resonated with the most, whatever part you can remember is where your pull is. So just reflect upon what that is, what part was that for you? Because there will be different parts for all of us, what we've taken away. So what are your biggest takeaways? So just take a note of that. That is your, that's your message. That's your light. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, so now take a note on that. We'll move on to our next question. What actions are you committed to taking for your growth? How are you going to implement what you've learned? This is the most important part. We can all come on and listen for an hour. It's not going to do anything. How are we implementing this? What are we going to do to move forward and take action to grow from what we have learned tonight how are we going to integrate this is it going to be five minutes of a morning is it someone's going to drop Kieran a message like what is the action what is the action write down what action you are going to take I definitely want to do some breath work with Kieran just that's the first thing brilliant, brilliant. and I think the fact is so authentic that you know because yeah. I've been looking to do some work with someone and Exactly what he said. You can put have all these shows on and all stuff like that. <laughs> like this. getting from Kieran. Yeah, and I seen it and I was like, Kieran, you need to come and see our gang. <laughs> Everyone's gonna love you. 
special for I've messed with that. Do you want to go and eat a face? And it Christmas party. Divinely guises. <laughs> it's just how how real and raw and honest and yeah. you just have to be our little is has found you. And, <laughs> and that's thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Have we got another question, Lord? Because it says four to five. So yeah, we've all got our actions down. Any would anybody like to share what action they're taking? Let's affirm that now. Let's get it out there. Five minutes of breath work every morning for me. Yes, Helen. Yeah. I could hear you. I could hear you in the ear as well, by the way, when Karen was talking. Helen, you know this. It's part of your daily routine. Yeah. I'm like, Helen, what do you mean? Do it. <laughs> You're making it sound like you don't know any of this, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Karen right let's see same same as Helen same with the kids getting into the morning morning routine brilliant 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 well thank you so much everyone um Laura, can I just ask if there's another question there if not I think we just had the three is that right yeah, no, that's it. The last yeah. one says you've Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much. And um, we we all appreciate you, Kieran, for sharing with us tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank all of you for having me. Thank you for listening to me as well. Honestly, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for all of you, man. This is it. We're here to shine. The time is now. Great time to be alive, gang. Thank you so much, everyone, and thank you, Kieran. Thank you. Mwah. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.